Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let me away. Hello, everybody. This is Janice Davis sitting with my Bible in my lap, waiting for anybody that wants to hear us talk about St. John chapter 5. It's a wonderful message tonight. It's the very last words that Jesus will have uttered while he tabernacled with the children of men right before his passion. And it's it's worth hearing as the song goes, tell it to me again. Those that know it best seem hungering and thirsting to hear it like the rest. Tell it again. It's a story that never grows old. Hello. Hello. You made it. This Tina the boom. You made it, girlfriend. Is anybody else on? No, not a soul. Huh. Not a soul. Just you think me. you're going to have to do it by yourself? Uh, well, it ain't quite time yet. Oh, uh, uh, okay. I can't, I can't hardly hear you. Well, I've got the speaker on so I can hear. Well, well, that's good. It's uh, it's my ears is bad anyway. You know that. Well, both of them bad or just one? Huh? I said, are both of them bad or just one? Your ears. Both of them. Both of them? Yeah, both of them. Hmm. It seems like they're getting worse, too. I don't know. It just feels like I'm, my head's full of something. I don't know. What well, the... have you been to a ear doctor? Yeah, I went to two of them. And, what did they uh, tell you? They just, they just uh, Dr. Pondia sent me to a specialist, and the specialist said there wasn't nothing down there. And so I went back to my hearing aid people doctor, and he adjusted my hearing aids. But, you know, I don't wear them all the time. I ain't going to wear them. And uh, so I just have to say, huh. <laughs> say, oh, huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. How are you? I'm fine. Good. Good. Well, good. That's great. Well, you know, I, I stand up and walk, girl, there wouldn't be nothing wrong with me. Uh, I thought about you this morning when I was getting ready to go to our, we're having a singing school at church. Yeah. And Miss Dorothy Goins is teaching us a little three-day singing school. Uh, and uh, I thought about you. I knew you would probably enjoy that. Yeah, I probably would. Uh, but I, I hate it. It's just going to be two more days. And But uh, I'd hope that, you know, if we had enough interest, because I, I invited the young and old and, uh, anybody wanting to come, I hope that we, if we had enough interest, that we we might could have a, a week, uh, maybe next year, next summer, you know. Yeah. Uh, 
I think that is so valuable to learn how to sing. Yep. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I know how or not, but I sure give it a gung-ho. Oh, and see, these, these ladies that's doing it, they're, they're of my age when back when we used to have singing schools and yeah. all of that. We'd have two-week singing schools. Yeah. And uh, we had them up here at the Methodist Church, and uh, my daddy would hire uh, a man. I don't know where he is from, but his name was O.C. Thompson. And uh, he stayed with us. He stayed, you know, with Mom and Daddy. And, uh, uh, well, we just had a wonderful time. If I remember correctly, you know, the church would nearly be full. My goodness. Come and sing the do-re-mes. Right. I, I went to singing schools when I was little, but I don't remember how long they lasted or anything. And that's all I learned was do re me, fa so la ti do, do ti la so fa mi re do. Yeah, uh huh. That's all I learned. I couldn't read nothing. Well, well you didn't know what no sounded like. Sing them. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like your daddy could get up there and take that songbook and take a song he never heard before and and sing the tune to it with the do-re-mes. Right. That's what I say. You didn't learn the sounds of the do-re-mes? No. Oh, okay. I couldn't sing them, you know, like your daddy could. I couldn't sing them at all. All I could do is do-re-mes-fa-so-la-ti-do, do-ti-la-so-fa-mi-re-do. Right. Right. That's this old man he would uh, he would just point to one right in the middle, you know, that you didn't have a starting point. Yeah. And uh, he'd, he'd like jump up to law and law is a real hard tone. Law and ray is real hard tones to get. And uh he would he'd try to foolish, you know. And <laughs> there would be different sounds all over the house, you know. And uh, he'd finally pick out who had the right sound. <laughs> uh, but it but was we good. sure had fun going, I'll tell you. Uh, and, of course, my kids don't want to go either, but I'm making them go. So, <laughs> uh, I, you know, I did. I wasn't all that crazy about it. Uh but yeah, I was. But I was, I was tickled to death of what I know now, you know. Yeah. We had a whole bunch of people at ours, too. And my, I probably told you this before, but my mother and her older sister and uh, her older sister's daughter and I, we sang... Her oldest sister sang bass. Her, my cousin sang tenor. Mother sang alto, and I did the lead. We sang it every singing they had in that in East Texas. <laughs> oh yeah, well I bet that y'all did good. You had a, a lady singing bass, huh? Yes, yeah, she smoked, and it made her voice low. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But I switch over sometimes, especially if I'm sitting with my grandkids, and yeah. I'll switch over to I'll I'll pick different different parts out and and sing with them. And I tell you, my voice has got so low, uh, I can't sing high soprano anymore. <laughs> Did you hear me? Uh uh-uh. uh I said, are you smoking? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> no, but th- that's the truth. If you smoke, man, you're, it, that will, that'll make you have a low voice. 
Yes, it will. So, uh, <laughs> I'm not doing that, but I still, I can't sing high. And I know I've heard Jeannie say that, too. She said, I, I, I just can't do it. I guess our vocal cords have got old. Well, yeah, I, bet, I can't sing high either. Yeah, yeah, I bet you used to could. I'm sure I could. Used to sing anywhere they wanted me to. But right, right. We, oh. At those singing schools, we had more, everybody had fun. I'd love to go to those things. And... Like I say, I didn't learn to do that do re me stuff, but I thought the people that did were really smart. Is somebody else on here? I am. Yes, ma'am. Dana, you on here? I sure am. Oh, well, good for you. You're a good girl. I was just fixing to ask uh, Tina if she had heard from Miss Street. I'm here. Oh, well, you ain't said something. <laughs> okay, all right, good. And how about Ida? I'm here. Oh, good, good. You girls have to say, shut up, let's get started. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, we're late. All right, well, good deal. We just kept talking and they all come in, Tina. That's good. <laughs> all right. Well, <clears throat> Jan, I called Jan and she was taking Richard out to eat for Father's Day, I said a likely excuse. <laughs> so she'll not she'll not be here. Okay, okay, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time. Lord, I, I just thank you because it's so precious to get to 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 delve into your word and and uh just glean the the words eternal that just minister to our souls, Lord, and provide food for us, strength and all the graces that we need, Lord, because we've read your word, we've understood it, and we've loved it. Lord, thank you for your blessed, blessed word. Just just add uh, uh, our understanding tonight, O oh, breath of God, that we might... Uh, glean everything from it that you'd have us to. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we're, we are at the fifth chapter of John. Is that it? Yes. Okay. Okay, um, um, Let's see, uh, that, Jesus has just done his second miracle, and he gets into it. In You know, I, I read out of this other book, and it is, so, uh, it is so interesting to see how he interacted with people, and I, I just got a fresh vision from... from um, I just kept reading. I read a couple of chapters over, so I'm gonna I'm going to read this along with it. We'll start out with uh, chapter chapter uh, chapter five, verse one. Now it says, "After this," and of course that was talking about you know the last chapter. Uh, there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethsaida, having five porches. In this lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, half withered. Waiting for the moving of the water. 
For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. Oh, I, I, I saw this ago. This place where they're at, it, that uh, Bethesda, having five porches, uh, and evidently this was a place where they, they, uh, you know, all kinds of sick folks lay because of of that pool that was there, and uh, at, at some appointed seasons, you know, and uh, that sounds so wonderful. But I've often wondered. Uh, you know, that's kind of like, I hate to say hocus pocus, uh, but it's kind of uh, don't sound like what Jesus would do. Uh, well, here's what my, my thing says. It said that the last part of verse 3, where it said waiting for the, the moving of the water, and the whole verse 4, many manuscripts omit that. Have y'all got anything that says anything like that? Uh, mine says that uh, it, it said most likely official Judaism did not approve of the superstition about the angel. A superstition. Now, uh, I don't know. You know, it looked like it would have said that this was a superstition uh, because it says right here, an angel of the Lord. And uh, he didn't refute that. At appointed season, it said uh, it, it was talking about waiting for the bubbling up of the water. You know, they it said the water was moving or bubbling. Uh, mine says to see. It just says that most likely official official Judaism did not approve of the superstition about the angel. I don't know. Uh, well, you know the Catholic folk, they have got more superstitions. And if you was to say, call it a superstition, they would be highly offended. But if, if uh, you know, all of y'all know, uh, they just pick out things. Uh, Ida, you know more about their their beliefs than I do. Ida was raised a Catholic. Uh, but just one that I was thinking about, you know, they say uh, this statue of Mary cries literal tears and uh that that there there is uh, uh, somebody made a a pancake or a tortilla or or something and uh, okay. it, it, tell us about that Ida. Um, it's about the water that's bu- that's bubbling out of the pancake. Is, is that what it is? I I'm sorry I was not getting it, but. Can you? I don't. Uh, I don't know what she's saying either. Uh, yeah, I, we can't hear you, Ada. Okay. Well, I mean, I. What okay. you're saying is, uh, is it like about a water that's bubbling out of a tortilla or pancake? Well, actually, what I'm asking you. To give us an example, if this is a superstition, 
that that uh, was going around it that day. What is some of the superstitions that the Catholic people uh, oh. adopt? Oh. One one superstitious belief is that I mean it has nothing to do with what you just said, but one one superstitious belief is that if you are um about to um what you call that get married or something, you should be careful because you're always in the danger of getting killed or get or die, some something like that. But you have to avoid any long trips or uh, swimming or those kind of stuff. In other words, uh, the uh, people who are about to get married or even those people who are about to graduate from college or graduate from high school, uh, they are prone to accidents and therefore sometimes it can cause death. That's one of the superstitious beliefs. And the other superstitious belief is that um, if you drink, like, um, I'm sorry, um, like the, uh, what is that, the water thing? The, oh, um, the they are doing doing um doing Chris during New Year before New Year. Um, one superstitious belief is that um you have to put you have to peel up all the jars with water or or all the say the jar of salt with water with peel it up up to the brim. If you have a jar of salt, you have to fill it fill it up to the brim of the jar and then a, a jar of sugar you have to fill it up to the brim of the jar so everything has to be filled up to the fullest such that uh, I mean the, the, the superstitious belief is that you'll be full for the whole year you'll not run out in other words and and if you if you was to try to uh, refute that they would be highly offended, wouldn't they? Um, not so much because it, it, it's you who will be suffering, not them. But um, but those are the uh, superstitious beliefs that I have uh, learned while I was growing up as a Catholic. Uh, but and, go ahead. Okay, go go ahead. Uh, but my my point here was, uh, I don't know. I do not know if uh, because Jesus did not say one word for it or against. Uh, I so I I don't know if this was really happening or he just mm-hmm. reported it. As you know, John reported it because that was it was commonly thought to be that way because uh, all them people come and they were sick. Evidently, uh, you know, there may have been a miracle there one day, and the saying got caught on because uh, I know they just flocked to to the statue of Mary. You know, if you go on. Uh, Go everywhere that is. Uh, Lourdes, is that is that where where it is? Uh, that you've got to see that that statue that cries, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, so so it's uh, whether it's real or not. That that ain't important. I just mentioned that. Uh, but but for sure there was a lot of sick people there. For whatever reason they were there. Right. Uh, verse 5 says, now I'm going to read out of this other book. There was a certain man there who had suffered with a deep seated and lingering disorder for 38 years. Wow. 
when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he now a long time in that day, he said, I'll be made whole. The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man. When the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. Uh, that verse 6 said there that Jesus noticed him lying there, and that he knew he had been there for a long time. And he just says, do you want to become well? Are you really in earnest about getting well? And uh, mm. that's kind of uh, Jesus knowing all things. Uh, I, I would kind of like to, to say he was saying, well, you're at the wrong place. You need to know about me. So verse 9 says, instantly the man became well and recovered his strength and picked up his bed and walked. But that happened on the Sabbath. Uh, What does that word uh, impotent mean when they're calling him an impotent man? Uh, Without strength. And okay. it's called impotent. You know, uh, men suffer okay. from that with the sexual disorder, impotency. Some people call it impotency, but uh, it's impotent. They're impotent, and uh, impotent. they don't have the strength like to uh, uh, have an erection. And uh, so this is just an old... Uh, English word it means without strength. Mm-hmm. Not, not necessarily his sexual organ, but in in his case, he didn't have any strength in his legs. Hmm. Uh, my Bible, my Bible says that in verse seven that that man relied on superstition rather than faith in God. He also thought fate was unfair regarding who was healed because he couldn't get over there quick enough. Yeah, <laughs> true. Oh. All right, uh, uh, it's yours, Christy, verse 10. The Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, It is the Sabbath day. It is not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. He answered them, He that made me whole, the same said unto me, Take up thy bed, and walk. Then asked they him, What man is that which said unto thee, Take up thy bed and walk? Hmm. Now, now, this is what's funny. They don't even see this man has been crippled for 38. He's probably dancing and jumping and doing <laughs> everything. And all they saw was that he was carrying his bed. What a. <laughs> What a terrible thing. Forget about having your legs cured. And and uh, this uh, for this reason, they want to kill Jesus. They want to kill him. How wicked is an unbelieving man or woman? Mm. And see... This man didn't even know who Jesus was. He said, I have no idea. And uh, he said, I don't know anything about it, but uh, I just obeyed him. And sure enough, he got saved. Verse 13 says, Now the invalid who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus 
had quietly gone away, had passed on unnoticed, since there was a big crowd in the place. Afterward, Jesus findeth him in the temple, um, and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole, sin no more, lest the worst thing come upon or unto thee. <laughs> the man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole. It don't sound like that he's too, uh, like he couldn't wait to get back over there and tell him. But like, uh, was he trying to get Jesus in trouble? I, I don't mm-hmm. think, I, he, he's just happy that he knows now who it was. And he he uh, he didn't know they was going to be mad at him, I don't think. He just wanted them to know him too. Okay. And therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. Uh, you know, I noticed something uh, there about this man that Jesus uh, told him. He said, um, uh, let's see, uh, uh, he said, stop sinning. Or something worse may happen to you. Evidently, this was a wicked man that was uh, maybe sinning in a way that was public to, to everybody. I, I I had never noticed that before, uh, but uh, he was. Uh, Maybe he was a notorious uh, uh, sinner that that everybody knew what what he was doing, and and uh, Jesus said, "Don't do that anymore." Well, that's, I, that's why I guess I thought that he was running over there to tell on him because of what Jesus had just said. But I, I guess I was wrong. Well, you might be. Because uh, everybody knew the Jews. Well, I'm thinking about that man that was born blind. And uh, now he pretty well chewed them Jews out when uh, they said, well, who, who did that to you? And finally, he said he, he got the story out that it was Jesus that, uh, that had given him sight. And uh, then they started railing on him and fussing and wanting to kill him. And, and the man that received his sight says, why? What has he done? This man just gave me back my sight. So he was one of the, the common people that heard Jesus gladly. Uh, so there was definitely two groups of people there. Some of them hate him. Like verse 16 said, For this reason the Jews began to persecute, to annoy or torment Jesus, and sought to kill him because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. Uh, They started planning right then how that they could kill this man. Mm Mm-hmm. But Jesus answered them, My father worketh hitherto, and I work. Where are we? Eighteen. Where are you? Eighteen. Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him, because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his father making himself equal with God. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. 
Oh, yeah, now this, this added insult to injury, that verse 18 says, this made the Jews more determined than ever to kill him. Because he not breaking the Sabbath, but was actually speaking of God as being, in a special sense, his own father, making himself equal with God. And mm. whoo, this 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 was a bad thing. It's a wonder they and they may have been. Rent, uh, as the scripture says, rending their clothes. They rent their clothes and throw dust on their head, all all things like that when people uh, was, you know, making themselves equal with God. Hmm. Uh, verse 20 says, The Father dearly loves the Son, closes, or shows him everything that he himself does. And he will disclose to him, or let him see, greater things yet than these, so that you may marvel and be full of wonder and astonishment. Mm -hmm. As the Father raises up the dead, and quickeneth them, even so the Son quickeneth whom he will. For the Father judges no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. That all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honors not the Son, honors not the Father, which hath sent him. Now here, you know, the Pentecostals say, even in this day and time, that it's Jesus only. And and they do not give the Trinity its place in uh in this space of time that that uh God wants us to understand. Uh it that twenty three says uh uh so that all men may give honor or reverence to the Son just as they give honor to the Father. Now, we see definitely two two uh, figures in the Godhead here. And, you know, another place it said, if he who has the Son has the Father. And uh, if, you would, uh, if you believe the Father, you would believe me, or vice versa, as it says. So there's definitely these two. Um, I I don't know how to talk about it, uh, except that's just what the Bible says. And I guess we'll never really. Uh, they are one, but they have different working uh, until everything is uh, finished and it culminated. And then uh, we may see something else. I don't know. But it says, in fact, whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who has sent him. So uh, we we need to see that. Uh, Verse 24 says, I assure you, Jesus speaking, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, the person whose ears are open to my words, who listens to my message, and believes and trusts in and clings to and relies on him who sent me, has, possesses right now, eternal life. And he does not come into judgment he does not incur sentence of judgment. He will not come under condemnation, but he has already passed over out of death into life. 
Now, how about that? That's, you know, we're seated in the heavenlies right now. We have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. It's a done deal. Mm-hmm. Not a, a future thing. We're waiting right now for the adoption to wit of the body. But as far as we're concerned, we're already in heaven. Hallelujah. That's some good news. Really? <laughs> really? Verily, verily, I say unto you, our coming now is when the Son of God. And they that hear for as the Father has life in himself, so has he given to the Son to have life in himself. And hath given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the son of man. Uh, That verse 26 says, For even as the Father has life in himself and is self-existent, so he has given to the Son to have life in himself and be self-existent. The one God... The one God from from forever somehow has, <laughs> this is not a good word, but split itself up. Mm. Uh, there, is, there is not three, uh, they are one. They are one, but um, that's what uh, I I said, you know, uh, I think when it's all finished and done, we will see God the Father and God the Spirit in a person looks like Jesus Christ. I don't think there will be, and of course I say again, God the Father is a spirit. I don't think there will be, in a spirit, you can't see a spirit, but I don't think there will be, I think we will have one, I think the Pentecostal just got it, got it, uh, uh, the cart before the horse. It's not time yet that it's Jesus only. In this day of when God so loved the world that he wants all to be saved, somehow he has delegated uh, this power to uh, these other persons that come forth out of the Father. And that it's, it's a hard, hard thing to explain. Mm. I've heard it said that everything exists in three dimensions. So it's not hard for me to understand that God exists in three dimensions. Mm. I I couldn't get all that. Okay, I'll... I said, I have heard it said that everything exists in three dimensions. So it's not hard for me to fathom that God exists in three dimensions. Yeah, it's it's not hard for me to understand I mean, I know in my heart how I, I, it's just hard to put it in human words, such a, a transaction, that God would do that. Uh, it's, it's, it's humanly impossible to 
put a, a theological uh, definition to all of it, but, but I believe that. I believe it. Oh, let's see, is it 29 or 30? Yes. 29. 29. 28, I think. Oh, okay. 28. Yeah. Do not be surprised and wonder at this, for the time is coming when all those who are in the tomb shall hear his voice. And shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which hath sent me. If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. Let me read this, what, she did, uh, what Ida just read, verse 30. Jesus speaking, mm-hmm. I am able to do nothing for myself independently of my own accord, but only as I am taught by God and as I get his orders. Even as I hear, I judge. I decide as I am bidden to decide. As the voice comes to me, so I give a decision. And my judgment is right. It's just. It's righteous. Because I do not seek or consult my own will, I have no desire to do what is pleasing to myself. My own aim or my own purpose, but only the will and pleasure of the Father who sent me. Hmm. Oh, he said, if, if I alone testify on my behalf, my testimony is not valid. And cannot be worth anything, remember, because you've got to have two witnesses. And verse 32 says, there is another, now listen to this, there's another who testifies concerning me, and I know and am certain that his evidence on my behalf is true and valid. You sent unto John. And he bear witness unto the truth. But I receive not testimony from man, but these things I say that he might be saved. He was a burning and a shining light, and you were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. Hmm. Verse 36 says, but I have as my witness something greater, something weightier, higher, better than that of John. For the works that the Father has appointed me to accomplish and finish, the very same works that I am now doing are a witness and proof that the Father has sent me. And the Father himself, which hath sent me, hath borne witness of me. Ye have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. And ye have not heard, and ye have not his word abiding in you. For whom he hath sent, him ye believe not. Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Oh, look, look there at uh, that verdi, uh, verse 37. Now, 
evidently these people, um, see, I, I get all these stories messed up. And because if Jesus has been baptized here, some of them folks heard a voice from heaven. They didn't see nothing, but they did hear the Father's voice. So evidently he's not been baptized yet, or the people there were not there at the baptism. Oh, I I don't know because because some of them. Uh, uh, verse thirty eight said, "And you have not the word or his thoughts living in your hearts, because you do not believe and adhere to and trust in and rely on him whom he has sent." God sent me. I'm looking at you. That is why you do not keep his message living in you, because you do not believe in the messenger whom he has sent. Mm -hmm. And it says, you love the scriptures, verse 39. You love them. You study them. You read them. You, you print them on your clothes. You put up frontlets between your eyes. You love the scriptures. But they're the very things that tell you about me. He says, you search and investigate, pour over the scriptures diligently because you suppose and trust that you have eternal life through the scriptures. But the scriptures have never saved anybody. It's the person that the scriptures tell about that brings salvation. But see, they had, in fact, they probably, if you destroy their Bible, well, they would have killed you dead. And yeah, you know what I'm talking about. But not because uh, that it was the Jesus that they was, the scriptures was telling about, but simply it was a religious thing. The scriptures was religion because they missed the kernel of truth and life which told about Jesus Christ. And they just clung to the paper and the ink and the uh, ever what it was, the binding and all that kind of stuff. They're the ones that, that uh, tell you about me. Uh, verse 40 says, And still you're not willing but refuse to come to me so that you might have life. I receive not honor from men. Why am I? 42. Yeah, hold on a second. But I know you that ye have not the love of God in you. I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you will receive. Guess what? That is prophetic in nature. Guess who's the, the the Jews are going to receive? Antichrist. Antichrist. Mm -hmm. They will be so happy to receive Antichrist. The unbelieving, religious, Zionist Jews will receive Antichrist. That's what he said right there. He said, I had proof positive. I had two witnesses and did all these works that attested that I was who I said I was. But y'all wouldn't believe me. But you'll take somebody that doesn't have the credentials that I have, and uh, that's exactly what they will do. Verse 44 says, How is it possible for you to believe? How can you learn to believe? 
you who are content to seek and receive praise and honor and glory from one another, and yet do not seek the praise and honor and glory which come from him who alone is God, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Do not think that I will use you to the Father. There is one that accuses you, even Moses, in whom you trust. For had ye believed Moses, ye would have believed me, for he wrote of me. But if ye believe not his writings, how shall ye believe my words? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh. And that 46 says, for if you believed and relied on Moses, uh, you, would, you would believe and rely on me because he wrote about me. But you just stopped. It's the man Moses. Oh, yeah, Moses, Moses. We be Moses' children. And they loved Moses to this day. And Moses loved uh, God and Jesus, but they stopped short of of getting that little tidbit. They stopped at Moses and the script. Oh, okay. Well, that's where our time is up. Our time. Hey, Janice, will you explain 45 real quick? Is, what are they saying? Is Jesus saying that Moses... Explain that one to me, please, real quick. Put, put out of your minds the thought, and do not suppose, as some of you are supposing, that I will accuse you before the Father. I'm not going to do that, he said. There is one who accuses you, and it's Moses. Moses is going to, at the judgment, he's going to say, I wrote of him. I told him about it. And y'all stop short. The very one on whom you have built your hopes and in whom you trust is Moses. Mm. <coughs> okay. Ain't that something? You think it's because the law that you meant to Moses? They loved that law. They loved it. Mm -hmm. That it condemned them, they loved it. (laughs) That was a do. Let me do this. Uh Uh-huh. That's a... It's like today. It's like today, like Brother David was saying... uh, Sunday morning, we are we are such religious people, and we if we don't perform well, if we don't do our works and don't do many bad works and do you know a pretty good lot of good works, well we ain't we not saved. We just got to get ourselves in there and uh, take away God's uh, free gift of salvation. All right, girls, anything else we need to talk about? Well, let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this lesson. It's been good, Lord. Uh, that it It is so, so good. Your word is such a comfort to us, Lord. Oh, help us to never have faith in anything else, any kind of a superstitious thing or something that somebody said, something, some obscure writing or whatever, but Lord, that your word would be a burning in our heart, Lord, that it would illuminate our very minds that we could walk in the light of the scriptures and see the wonderful, wonderful personage there that so, so is so big in the scriptures and that that's you, dear Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord, that we might uh, just just see no man only, but that we would see Jesus Christ. 
Thank you, Lord, for everybody that's here. Just bless the reading of your word to our souls. Help us to grow thereby, Lord. Just just uh, help us all and bless all these dear ladies, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Thank you, Mr. Love y'all. Love you too. Good night, ladies. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, Christy. Hi, Bell. Yeah, there's none. There's none in the east part. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Good night. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.